All right. Well, welcome back. It is a new month, new word. We say the same thing every month when we start off this podcast, but it is always true. It's always something exciting to talk about with our young kids. And um, we're just really glad you all could tune in to hear about how to parent with this word. I'm going to go ahead and spoil it. It's courage. So um, my name is Leslie Bolser. I am the creative director for Core Essential Values, and we're a curriculum company that provides resources for schools and communities and families, um, primarily around the ages of pre-K through high school. And I'm here again with my friend, Dr. Beth. Beth, could you introduce yourself? Yeah. So I'm Dr. Beth Trammell. I'm a licensed psychologist and an associate professor of psychology at Indiana University East, where I'm the director of the Master's in Mental Health Counseling Program. And I love words. My focus is to help parents make words matter for good, uh, because I believe that the words that we um, use, particularly when we do it intentionally, um, can have very real impact. So um, I love this word courage, but I think it's gonna be a little bit of a twist for parents and how we take this word today. Yeah, so I'm excited to jump right in and hear about it. So we're talking about courage. Courage is being brave enough to do what you should do even when you're afraid. So mm. this isn't like the absence of fear. This isn't the elimination of fear, but it's having courage to do what you should do, to being being brave for doing what you should do even when you're afraid. So yeah. talk to us about that with little kids. Yeah. So, you know, it's tricky because I, you know, I have four kids of my own and I remember so many moments where I wanted to just rescue them from fear. You know, I, I don't want them to be afraid. I want them to be brave, but the only way they can be brave is if they experience fear. So it's this like, it's this real conundrum, I think, you know, for parents, because it takes a real intention around allowing your kids to feel fear for just a little bit. And so our little ones, you know, for example, when you're dropping them off at um, daycare, or if you're um, taking them somewhere and um, they, they have a little bit of fear around something, it takes just that pause from us as parents to say, okay, they can experience a little bit of fear and it's okay. It doesn't mean we're putting them in danger, mm -hmm. but it means they can experience just the, the slight discomfort around fear. And then we can have conversations around being brave and courageous. Yeah. I mean, I think it's huge because I think even as an adult, I often talk about and think about how, Fear is I th maybe the most powerful emotion, the most powerful feeling that we have. It can it, it can lead so much of our life. And if we have never been allowed to experience that as a young person, I can't imagine how just really terribly difficult that would be as an adult to figure out how to navigate our fears. And our fears can be physical fears. They can be emotional fears. They can be so many things. Um, that really, I mean, it's biological, right? It's a good thing that we have fear <laughs> and yeah. helps us stay out of trouble. Um, but on the other hand, I think there are moments where um, as adults, even, especially as children, we let our fear rule our lives. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm just sitting here thinking about the things that my, you know, my little ones are afraid of, right? So um, I'm talking about, you know, 
when my kids were in preschool, right? Or even, you know, my kids are six and eight, you know, my two youngest are, and one is afraid of bees. Yes. Um, and that started because he got stung by several bees while we were on a playground. Mm-hmm. And so now when we either go to a playground or there are bees around, he experiences fear. Mm-hmm. And to your point, you know, some of that fear originated from being harmed, you know? So like he wasn't aware that there was a bee's nest near the playground and he just got too close and they, you know, basically attacked him. And then he, Ooh, Leslie, it was like, I think he traumatized some of the other children there because of his <laughs> level of screaming. Yeah. You know, there were like so many parents and kids coming over is okay. I just, am, you know, anyway, the difference between this feel this fear is real and I'm in danger. Yes, our kids should learn and we should encourage them to act quickly. I'm talking more about, you know, the fear around now, right? Where we go to a playground and there are no bees around and it's just this residual fear. Mm. This is our moment to let them kind of be like, mom, I'm afraid and saying, it's okay to be afraid and how can we be brave? How can you be courageous and be able to play on the playground while also like, you know, we can look in the trees and we can check if you need to. And it also comes down to, you just do have to be brave if you want to play on the playground today. Yeah. I mean, that's, oh, bless his heart. First of all, that's so scary. (laughs) I'd be afraid. I mean, Oh guy, he was in kindergarten. It was like, so he was, he was very scared. So, yeah. And you know, it brings up a good point though, too. Sometimes we see our kids fear as irrational as adults. We know that that fear is not real. There's not a ghost in your closet. Yeah. Not a monster under your bed. You know, we know that those fears are irrational with him, with your son, that's a rational fear. He had an experience that was bad. He knows what it's like to not be afraid of that. So it's created in him this response. What about when your kid is afraid of something that you absolutely know is not real and you're really exhausted from having the same conversation over and over again? How do you encourage bravery in those moments? Yeah. So I think the first is to take a breath and realize that even though it's, you know, kind of exhausting for us, it may be ongoingly real for them. Mm. You know, I've had repetitive emotional experiences that I know aren't real, but I continue to have them, right? I'm anxious about a workshop I have coming up and I'm worried I'm going to experience imposter syndrome in the middle of my presentation. You know, I might experience that 20 times in, you know, the next five months. So I think it's first realizing, okay, maybe they are experiencing real fear and we can continue to have the same response, right? Like, all right, bud, but remember there's no bees here. And so you get to choose to be brave. And how could we do that? If your kids are a little bit older, you can kind of have a conversation. Now, the trick becomes, here we go, right? You might be feeling exhausted because they have learned that being afraid gets them out of doing things. Yeah. For example, going to bed. So if 
they, you know, if your child is having a hard time sleeping in their own bed at night or going to bed on their own without you having to lay next to them or whatever, your exhaustion or frustration with their quote fear may be because you don't actually think they're afraid and they may not actually be. They may just be saying I'm afraid because if I say I'm afraid, then mommy lets me sleep in the bed with her or daddy comes and lays with me. And so that might be a different story. If your kid has learned, I can say I'm afraid and my, my parents will respond in this way. Then what I typically say is use positive reinforcement to kind of encourage additional bravery. I'd probably still call it being brave, Yeah. right? You have to be brave tonight. You know, remember that if you are brave and you sleep in your own bed, then um, in the morning, you get to choose what we have for breakfast. Or you get a check mark, and after three check marks, we'll stop at the Dollar Tree dollar store for, you know, a special treat because you've been brave. Either way, I tend to still call it brave. Yeah. Because, you know, even though they may be using it to get what they want, they still have to make a brave choice. Yeah. No, that that's really great. All right. Anything before we wrap up today that you would want to say to preschool and elementary families, parents about courage? Yeah. I mean, I would start kind of like what I did during just our our brief conversation here. I started to think about my own kids and what are they afraid of, right? What are the things that they tend to be afraid of or worried about or whatever? And then are there strategic ways that I can pause? So it starts by kind of trying to be prepared in as many ways as we can, but then sometimes, you know, their fear might just pop up, you know, and then you have to just kind of learn from that what you can do differently the next time. But if if folks can start by just assessing their child's level of fear and their level of being brave already, that would be a good place for, for us to kind of strategically start. That's great. So if folks want to know more about you and your work, how, how might they find you? Yeah, so my website is makewordsmatterforgood.com. And I also have two podcasts, one called Things You Learn in Therapy. And the other is called Kids These Days Need Us to Make Words Matter for Good. And those can be found anywhere you podcast. Excellent. If you want to know more about Core Essentials, uh, you can find us on social media at CE Values or on our website at coreessentials.org. Hey, um, this was really great. This is super fun to talk about courage. You know, I'm not going to lie. Courage is a hard one for me, too. So um, I think this was really a really helpful conversation, hopefully for lots of parents as well. Um, We'll be back again next month to talk about a really fun word. It's going to be exciting. I'm excited. Can't wait. It's going to be great. Thanks, everybody. 